0: I was teaching a church service one time and the subject of Christmas and Hanukkah came up and a person came to me and they said, since Christmas falls on December 25th and the Jewish calendar, Hanukkah falls on the 25th of Kislev, did the Jews come up with Hanukkah to match Christmas or did the Christians come up with Christmas to match Hanukkah? Well, the answer is neither one did. We have nothing to do with each other. We celebrate Christmas on December 25th, uh, about the third century That began to be the idea of when are you going to celebrate the birth of Christ? And it came about. Then the Jews uh, celebrate Hanukkah. Let me, if I can get this to work. The Jews celebrate Hanukkah to remember. Now, it has nothing to do with Christmas. Watch this. The Jews celebrate Hanukkah to remember a great victory. Over an enemy and how God provided for them. So when you think about it, the the feast days of Israel all tie back to something special. It's just not some kind of reason to have a party. When we think about the feast of Hanukkah, it's not found in the Leviticus 23, and it's not found it's actually not found in the scripture in, in the Old Testament at all. It came about at about 165 years before Jesus was ever born. And so I, will see, I want to remind you that. Let's think about the things we've been seeing, the sections, uh, weekly feasts, monthly feasts, yearly feasts, non-yearly feasts, and special. The weekly feast, of course, was Sabbath. The monthly feast was the new moon. The yearly feasts were those seven feasts that we saw in Leviticus 23. And then also now yearly, we saw Purim, and then we're going to see Hanukkah. Then there's going to be some non-yearly feasts. I think you're going to be surprised if you've never studied the year of Jubilee or even the sabbatical year, and we'll see how that fit together. And then there's a few others like bar mitzvah and wedding and things like that that we'll talk about as well. Last week, we looked at Purim, which I thought I loved it. And I love the story of Esther, and I love even telling the story of Esther, and it was really, really fun to do that. Well, this week is the Feast of Hanukkah, and it takes place. Notice, this is John chapter 10. Look at verse 22 if you're there. It says, At the time the Feast of Dedication took place in Jerusalem, it was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple area in the portico of Solomon. So at the time of the Feast of Dedication that took place in Jerusalem, it was in the winter. What? What's the only feast that we know of so far that's in the winter? Well, not one. I mean, the, the first four that we see were all spring, and the next three were all fall. It wasn't a winter one anywhere, and so this is the winter one, okay? And, and this takes place actually on the 25th day of the month of Kislev. That's it. We'll talk about how it corresponds in just a little bit. So uh, this is called the feast. Jesus, uh, this is the feast of dedication. This is Hanukkah. It's called the feast of the dedication of the life. It says that Jesus was in Jerusalem in the winter at the feast of dedication, and he was walking in the portico of Solomon. That means at the time of Hanukkah, that the Jewish people were celebrating Hanukkah, Jesus was at the temple. So, what is Hanukkah? How does it fit? And here's what I did for you. So, here's what I want you to think about. Okay, what we're doing this morning is the first three or four pages. Then the last pages, last couple of pages is Jesus, Light of the World. I made this up for you, and it's like four pages. It's all kind of information. Don't even look at that right now. Just only look at the one we're going through, and this could be for you for reference. It's actually four pages of some really neat stuff, and I just saved it for you, and I put it on the back of our handout. So what we'll look at this morning is the background, the modern celebration, and the foreshadow and pictures of the Feast. Well, let's get the background of the feast. It actually began about 164 BC, start, and it was actually set apart by Judas Maccabeus. He was a guy. Jewish people, and I'm going to make a simple story. Jewish people lost their land, lost the temple area. Somebody came in, did something bad. After a while, Jewish people got it back. They went in and tried to purify everything. And when they got to the temple, a guy by the name of Judas Maccabeus, they got to the temple. They were going to rededicate the temple and they were going to light the the, big, the candlestick. And there's only, there's only a special kind of oil that you can use. And when they got in there, they didn't have hardly any oil. In fact, it was only oil enough to burn for one day. And they lit, they lit it and it burned for eight days, and it was a miracle. So they say it was a miracle, the miracle, and they called it the Feast of the Dedication of the Lights, or the Feast of Lights, or they call it Hanukkah. And so, what happened? How did all this happen? And let me give you a little background. Most of you know this, but let me give you a little background. Do we remember the Jews were taken into captivity by the Babylonians in about 585 B.C.? So think about it. Almost 600 years before Jesus was ever born, Jews taken off into captivity. That was the Babylonians. Then the Medes and the Persians came in and conquered the Babylonians. And they allowed the Jews to go back home. That was after 70 years. We saw that. We saw last week where the Jews went back as Ezra and Nehemiah and the Jews who didn't go back as the book of Esther. We saw that last time. The Medes and the Persians then fell to the Greco-Macedonians. And then there was a man by the name of Philip of Macedon with the city Philippi. Is, we say Philippian, Philippi is named after this man. He was the father of Alexander the Great. That's why Alexandria, Egypt is named after Alexander the Great. And he came to power. And after Alexander died, the empire broke into four sections among his four generals. So you've got the Babylonians, the Medio persians the Greeks, Alexander the Great, Alexander the Great dies. The big old empire divides into four groups. And one of those generals was named Seleucus, and in his line, a man came by the name of Antiochus the Fourth. Now, that's, that's who, this is where we are Antiochus the Fourth. And, and so he's an evil man. You're going to meet this man, and immediately you are going to despise him. You're going to hate him because he's evil. He's evil as they come. And in fact, he's so evil, he is called the little Antichrist in the Bible. Because the Antichrist that we've seen in the book of Revelation, this man is a foreshadow of the Antichrist. He is so evil. What does he do? Well, he came to power in about 175 B.C., and he wanted the empire, everybody, took to worship him as the great leader. And he was controlling the Jewish people. And so he said, I'm going to have everybody, including all Jews, to worship the gods, uh, our gods, and to worship me. What do you think the Jews did? They said, no, we're not going to do that. So he got really mad, and he was fighting against the Romans, were coming to power, and he fought and he lost. And the Jewish people had heard that he was killed in the battle, and they rejoiced. And he came and said, I didn't get killed in the battle, and I heard you were really glad that I died, and they went, yeah, we did. We messed up. But so, what did he do? He came in and said, I am going to change everything. You cannot worship your God anymore. You must worship my gods and me. And he came and he started killing people. He went into the city, killed 22,000 people. He came in and, and he, he t- took and put an idol, went to the temple, put an idol there, sacrificed a pig On the altar and put an idol of of, of Zeus in the temple of Jerusalem. I mean, it was terrible. He he took over the temple, sacrificed a pig, and put up an idol of Zeus, and he called himself God. Now I want you to see something that is amazing. He took a title. He called himself Antiochus Epiphanes, which means the shining one. He said, "I'm the shining one." Now the Jewish people, and by the way, in Greek. All you have to do, see this word, Epiphanes? If you change one letter in Greek, it becomes this word, Ephamanes, which means crazy. And so he called himself the shiny one, and the Jews called him Antiochus, Ephamanes, which means the crazy one. And so they made fun of him even there. Now, he, on the, on the 25th day of the month of Kislev, he came into Jerusalem, killed all these people, and took over and offered the sacrifice on the altar. Can you imagine Jewish people who are not supposed to even eat pigs or anything having a pig sacrificed on the altar and an idol of Zeus, a false god, put in the temple and this man claiming that he is Antiochus Epiphanes, the bright and shining one. And they said, you may think you're Antiochus Epiphanes, but we think you're crazy. You're the crazy one. He was a foreshadow of the antichrist look what he did he claimed to be god we know in second thessalonians 3 that the antichrist claims to be god we've seen it in the book of revelation he sets up an idol in the temple in daniel chapter 7 verse 25 the antichrist sets up by what an idol in the temple he seeks to destroy the jewish people and in second thessalonians it says he seeks to destroy the jewish people okay i'm going to read something to you there was and let me i don't want to lose my place so i've got these things to read to you there was a historian by the name of Josephus. He was Jewish and he was different. He if the Romans if it was favorable to be on the side of the Romans even though he was Jewish, he wrote things positive for the Romans. If it was favorable for the Jews, he wrote things for the Jews. But he was a very accurate historian. So there is a... I've got it in our library. It's mine, but it's in our our library. There's a four-volume set on the writings of Josephus. It's called the Antiquities. And he writes about all stuff about what happened to the Jewish people. He writes about this time when Antiochus came in and killed people and did all that. I want to read to you from the Antiquities of the Jews. It's book seven, it's chapter five. And here's what he says. He says, Antiochus came out of Egypt for the fear of the Romans. Remember I told you that. And he came against Jerusalem. And when he had gotten possession of Jerusalem, he slew many of the people. And when he had plundered a great deal, he returned back to Antioch. Then he comes back again at which time he spared no one that had admitted to him on account of that day. And when he had pillaged the whole city, some of the inhabitants he killed, some he carried captive, together with wives and children, so that the multitude of those captives were taken alive, mounted to about 10,000. He took 10,000 as captive and killed 22,000 people. He also burnt down the buildings. He overthrew the city walls. He built a citadel in the lower part of the city. He goes on to say, He built an idol on the altar of God's altar. He slew a pig on it and offered a sacrifice according to the law, not the Jewish law. He was compelled people to forsake worship to our own God and to adore those to be gods. Then he says this, People were whipped with rods. Their bodies were torn into pieces. They were crucified while they were still alive and breathed. They strangled women, and their sons were hung around their necks as they crucified them because they had their sons circumcised. So they killed women, put them on crosses, hung their babies around their necks. And if there was a sacred book of the law, it was destroyed by those and those who found them perished miserably. So that's what he did. Uh, Is he bad? Does that remind you of anything that happened recently? You should be so angry about what happened to the Jewish people and what those people did. I got a call this morning from a friend who said, That there was a demonstration in Memphis, Tennessee yesterday for the Palestinians and the Hamas, and they blocked the Mississippi River Bridge at Memphis yesterday. Hamas is evil people. They're evil people. We saw what they did. Would you say this man is evil? Okay. So what happened? The Jews struck back. There was a man, an old man, and... He was a priest, and they came in and said, you have to offer sacrifices to the gods of, of the Greeks. And, and he said, we're not going to do it. But another priest said, I'll do it. And so this old man pulled out a sword and killed that guy and then killed the guy on the horse. And he said, let's fight. And he had sons by the name of Judas Maccabeus. And the Maccabees, that's the family group, said, we are not going to put up with this. And they got in the woods, and as the Romans would come by, they'd jump out on him, kill him, and run off. And they began to beat the not the Romans, the, the Greeks. And they began to beat Antiochus' soldiers. And before you know it, the soldiers began to run away. And Judas Maccabeus and the Jews had great victory and pushed them out. And they won. And when they won, they came back into the city. And they came back into the city and they said, let's, let's cleanse the temple. Let me read this to you. When the generals of Antiochus' army had been beaten so often Judas assembled the people, there's a Judas Maccabeus, and told them after these many victories that God had given them the victory and they were going to purify the temple. They came back in, they purified the temple. Then it says, it was on the 25th day of the month of Colopellus, which is also the same as the uh, the one I mentioned a while ago. Uh, It says, they dedicated everything new that Judas celebrated the festival of the restoration of the sacrifices of the temple for eight days. They only had oil enough for one day. It lasted eight days. And from that time, we celebrate, this is Josephus writing, this time we celebrate this festival and we call it the Feast of Lights. That's why the Jewish people celebrate it. Do you know where the first time I ever heard the Feast of Hanukkah explained? You want to guess? You'll never guess it. Saturday Night Live. I happened to have it on, and they had the... This is a number of years ago, and I can't remember the two women, but they were talking, and they talked about... They said something about Jewish. It was a skit. But in the skit, one of the ladies gave the exact perfect story of the Feast of Hanukkah. And I listened to that, and I said... Whoa, I wonder if that's real. And so I found out about Josephus and I went and got the books of Josephus and I began to read and I found it. And then I started studying why the Jews celebrate and this is exactly what they did. They lit the candle in 164 BC. By the way, from the day that the guy came in, Antiochus came in and put an idol in the temple, exactly three years later to the day, they came back in and took the temple back over exactly three years. The Jews took back the city and the temple. They lit the candle. The problem was, they said, there's only enough oil to burn for one day. And you couldn't use any other kind of oil. I mean, the Bible, God had said to them in the book of Exodus, Leviticus, he said, there's got to be this particular oil made in this particular way. And they didn't have it. So he said, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, let's light it anyway. And they lit it. And it burned for eight days. That's why Hanukkah has eight menorah. A normal menorah doesn't have eight, it has nine. But Hanukkah uh, uh, has has eight, four on each side. They have the thing in the middle, and you have a candle. And you light the candle, you light the candle every night for eight eight nights. And that's what Hanukkah is. It's, It's amazing. It's the miracle, the feast of lights. So now, what do they do? The lamp burned for eight days, Hanukkah, Feast of Lights. That's why it's called. And it has, as you can tell, does this have anything to do with Christmas? No. It just so happens that the days that fall on that calendar sometimes are really close. I, I remember one year that Hanukkah and Christmas were like one day apart. And then I've also seen it in the years in which Hanukkah was in November. So you, just, you can't just say it, it, it matches Christmas because it doesn't. Now, what do they do now? What do they do now? Listen, here's what they do. They play a game. It's called, they have a thing called a dreidel, which is a four-sided top, and it looks like that, and it's got words on it, in fact, and they spin it, so the kids get it, and you spin it, and whatever side it lands on, and it could land on nun, gimel, heck, and shin. Those are the four uh, Hebrew letters. Now, when they play the game, so they spin it, and if it lands on... None, in it. they get nothing. They, there's, there's, they, everybody, there's put candy and toys and things in the middle. And it's your turn, so you spin, and if it ends on an N, you get nothing. If it ends on a G, Gimel, you get everything in the pot. If it lands on the H, you get half what's in the pot. And if it lands on the, the shin, you have to put in stuff. That's the game that they play. Now, here's what's so neat. If you take those letters, and put them together, it literally means a great miracle happened there. That's why they do it. What was the great miracle? There's two things involved there. What's the two miracles that came? Well, we know one was the light, but running out an army that's 20 times bigger than you are and defeating them over a period of time. And and who have ever heard of the Maccabees? Right? Have you ever heard of the Maccabee Games? If you've, if you've kept up with track and field or sports, every year there's like a, a sort of like the Jewish Olympics. They have the Maccabee Games, named after Judas Maccabeus and that family line. And by the way, that family line became a priestly line after they got back. And that's why all of a sudden after that, and you started tracing it on down to the time of Jesus, the whole priesthood thing is messed up. And the Romans came in, and then they picked who the priests were didn't follow the the lineage of what the Bible had said. So there's a lot of weird things there. Okay, so would you like to play that game? I don't know how you start it because I don't know the Jewish thing, but I think they all put some stuff in there, and then it's your turn, and you either get all of it or none of it, or you have to put something else in there. And the kids play it, and it's a pretty neat thing. Okay, now so let's remember this, and this is our applications, and then we can break and go to, to grow group. Is let, let's remember that God gives the victory. He does. He always does. Does He provide and protect for us every day? Will He ever leave us or forsake us? What should we fear? That He gave them the victory. And we've seen this over and over. What, what was the promise to Abraham? I will bless those that bless you and I will curse those that curse you. Listen, it has never ended. And if anybody thinks they're going to go get Israel and they're not going to have something happen to them, you just watch and see. It's all the way through history. What happened to the Egyptians? What happened to the people of Haman at the time of Esther? What's happened over and over and over again? Listen, when, when, when Israel became a nation in 1948, that day they became a nation, five Arab countries attacked them, and Israel defeated all of them with almost no weapons. You go through history, Suez Canal, 1952, Egypt blocked the canal, they had a war, guess who won? Israel. 1967 had a war, six day war, it lasted six days. 1973, Yom Kippur war. Guess what? They won again. They've won every time, and they will win this war that's going on right now. I will bless those that bless you. We better stay on their side and love them, and we should. Not because they're, most of them aren't believers, but they're God's chosen people. And during the tribulation, what's going to happen to those people? They're going to believe. Well, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Okay, so there's a foreshadow here. The foreshadow is, of course, the, you know, the Antichrist and Antiochus Epiphanes. Isn't it funny that his name is Antiochus and that sounds like what? Antichrist, I mean, does he's called Antiochus Epiphanes IV. There's like four, five, six of them that took that name. That was a family name, of course. But he's called the little Antichrist because he does sort of the same things that the Antichrist... Does in the future. He's just evil. And then Jesus Christ is the light of the world. When we look at Hanukkah and we see the lights, who is the light of the world? Jesus, Jesus Christ. And John says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. He's the light. And even in, in, uh, and, and, and on the feast of, 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 of those kind of feasts, Jesus would say, he would come up and say, I'm the light. And they would look at him like... Uh, you 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 make yourself out to be God, and he went, yeah, I know, I am God wow can't you can you hardly wait to see Jesus and even talk to him about what was it like then when those people and they like you, I just read this morning I'm just in my quiet time reading this morning, Jesus goes into the synagogue and they're all griping and it's the Sabbath day, of course, and and they're all wondering if he's going to do a miracle, and so he says are you, is it okay to do a?" Good on the Sabbath or a bad on the Sabbath? What do you think? And they won't say a word. He's a little, so he brings a guy there he has got a bad arm and he says, stretch it out, he stretches out. He says, see, and then he walks out and they say, we've got to kill him. If you saw him do that, would you say, I want to kill him? There are evil people in the world and there are people who only care about themselves and there are people who reject the true God and be careful. God gives the victory. The foreshadow is of the Antichrist and then the future and then, of course, Jesus is the light of the world.